0: There is cannibalism, <laughs> but they're Donners.
1: I'm going to keep calling them Donners the whole time. Okay? <laughs> it's <laughs> fair.
0: <laughs> History,
1: I'd like to follow me down the rabbit hole. History, I'd like to, frankly, I
0: want to know. <laughs> Welcome to Hilf. History, I'd like to fuck with Don Brody. I'm Don Brody. Now, this episode, the tragic story of the Donner Party. Now, if you've heard nothing of this before, the Donner Party is, in short, a group of people. And they are named after the Donner family, who were one of several families that were in a wagon train in 1846 headed from Missouri to California. They got hopelessly stranded over a particularly harsh winter in the Sierra Nevadas. Many of them starved to death, and several of those who don't starve to death survived by resorting to cannibalism. Hmm. Now, if you have heard of the Donner Party before, the cannibalism is probably all you remember. This is one of those stories like the Titanic or a Kardashian wedding, right? Where the reason you're intrigued isn't because you don't know what's going to happen. You know it has a tragic ending and you just can't wait to see how it unfolds. Oh, and I'm so lucky to have as my guest for this harrowing journey, my friend, actor, writer, and so much more, Andy Kraft. Like me, like the Donners, he too has made the long haul from America's heartland to the West Coast, but with decidedly less skin eating. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Let's get started.
1: I felt weird because I texted you and then I was like, I'm so excited. And you're like, me too. I'm excited too. And I was like, me too. I'm excited. And I was like, why do I <laughs> why keep- we just keep saying? <laughs> I'm really excited, but it's because I was very excited. So. <laughs> because this is
0: exciting. We have been friends for Decades. That's a long
1: time. It's, I, yeah.
0: Right. We have knew each other in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um. I was trying to get the date of the movie we did a a, a, a romantic comedy that was shot in Minneapolis in the early aughts. Yeah.
1: Do you, I? I don't know exactly what year was it. Like two thousand six like, or something. Like yeah. Maybe. I make mean, two
0: thousand five six. I was in
1: college, yeah. so it's in that in yeah. that like range. Oh,
0: it would be good. So, I would, you know, we got to fight the scene. We were in that I don't scene we watch were like it. the funny best friends. No, yeah, we, I don't we were, think we should watch it We were the same character, but
1: mm-hmm. it was just a boy and a girl.
0: That's all it was. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we didn't end up together in that movie. Yeah. What a flawed script. I know. Um yeah. and, but that wasn't the only time we worked together because then the Science Museum of Minnesota all mm-hmm. hail mm-hmm. um had in their Infinite Wisdom a budget for actors. <laughs> and we were in a company of actors at the Science Museum that did a number of things, from portraying historical pirates. Mm-hmm. Hala.:
1: That was the most fun.:
0: That was the most fun. We took how many ever months, like six months of research, best. and just study a bunch and of and, and we just stood around real historic artifacts, from the sinking of the Wida. And it's, spoke in crazy accents and taught people how to fire cannons and make nooses.
1: Yeah. The only time I ever got in trouble at a job is because I got talked to because there was the one room that talks about where the ship sank. Yeah. And I would go in the room and just pretend to be floating in the water like a dead body. <laughs> and that's they, they were like, you can't do that no. with the kids. But that was the best job. Why
0: don't you go into the other room and teach them how to tie a noose? Yeah, exactly.
1: I also loved going into the room where they have like the the pirates who survived and I'd just be in chains and yeah. I'd just be <laughs> yelling at people to help me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you no know, it was the
0: best job. It and it like the this exhibit was like wildly um, popular in the very beginning but it was like a year long exhibit so you'd work plenty of shifts where you were just in this like very strange haunted house with like a bunch of your best friends all pretending it yeah. was very wild but that but that job also because it was a company we were pirates sometimes sometimes we were individual drops of water
1: mm-hmm. yep <laughs> we played raindrops
0: we played drip and drop and we were, we were these silly like um uh stuffed animal style heads yes. that of drop and Incredibly we would talk attractive. to kids oh <laughs> Oh, <laughs> really. The reason we got into theater. They had really. yoga pants.
1: I had to buy a cup
0: for that mm, because they made us wear yoga
1: pants that's for That's right,
0: tight pants. And <laughs> yeah. we talked about the water cycle. but And then we also got to drop water balloons from the atrium that ceiling. And,
1: gra- uh, right? Right? Cr- yeah what was that show called i don't remember it was the gravity one
0: gravity one that
1: one is really freaky because i'm afraid of heights and i you know how you'd like be on a little harness thing yeah to the, the the top because you'd be
0: i didn't ever tie myself into a harness Were we supposed to I put did. ourselves into a harness
1: i had one i'm they might have just stuffed may have given it given it, was... it to me because i was <laughs> like i don't want to do this
0: they were like he wears a cup with his <laughs> tights a, yeah. we should give him I a cup
1: for every show <laughs> even if i didn't wear tights it was the best you never know yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: better safe than sorry. I
1: loved working at the science <laughs> I museum. I did too. It had dinosaurs, musical stairs. You could blow, we, we, would, uh, we would light things on fire and freeze them too. Yeah. We had the... to do
0: we had to do fire tornado demonstrations. There was a real mummy. It's the best. It was the best job ever. It yeah. really was. If we hadn't moved, I would have worked there forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Um, loved it. And then you, you moved out here. We, yeah. I mean, it was really close to the same time. It was within a, a year or two of each other. We kind of tested the waters of LA yes. and then Yeah, because we out. only
1: did it for for four months. And That's then we right. fleed back to Minnesota. And you were like, don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not right. Um, and by we, you were talking about yourself and your lovely wife, Rachel. Yes. Yep. Um, came out here, tested it out. We're like, thank you. No. Mm-hmm. Melby and I came out and we're like, we love it. You did it. But then you came back. Yeah. And here are some, and you you've, you, you seem to have really loved, you love and embrace LA now. Yes. Like you seem to have I sort of it. set down roots. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're... You you and your family are here so as so. well. And love you've it. got
0: and you're not going you're knocking them out of the park. You're getting credits left and right. Um you tons of commercials. You may recognize Andy from your local wireless <laughs> 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 schlepping That's right. Uh, yeah. stuff. You were not only on the very popular Brooklyn nine nine, but you mm-hmm. were there on their final taping, which yeah. must have been a really
1: it was really fun. It was weird cuz everybody was crying, and I oh. was just really happy to be there cuz I was on the very last day of the show. But like, was that ever-
0: your first and only day yeah, on set? Yeah. So you're like, "Hi everybody, I'm a big fan." And they're like, "We're all leaving.
1: It, it was like being at a really exciting funeral. <laughs> like it was really fun. I I loved it. and everybody gave speeches, and I was like, "Could I say a few words?" <laughs> so, I was like, "I feel like we've been doing this forever." It's this just so Oh, that's so yeah, funny. It was, it was very fun. <laughs>
0: Did you take anything? I oh,
1: I should have. No. Just just a little bit of andy Sandberg's hair that's it I so did, I but he it was giving weird. it out exactly. He's, he didn't yeah. seem too upset <laughs> by it
0: um and then this one uh, of course tickled my pickle so to speak uh you wrote an episode of pickle and peanut on disney plus i
1: did yeah so, how
0: cool is that yeah it
1: was super it was really fun that's what kind of made us move here because when we came out for that four month span i right at the end of it got a job freelancing for disney so i was going back and forth and then we were like, we should, we should, we should just move out. You've got there. enough it's, reasons. It's fun out there, so yeah, yeah. Four, four and a half years. Four and a half years, yeah. bouncing back and forth between Minnesota and LA.
0: That's a lot of miles. Yeah, that's a lot of miles. And we're—it's ironic too, because we're going to talk about the journey Ooh. between those two places and how harrowing it can be.
1: I know nothing about our subject.
0: I am I, so fucking I, excited for you right now, Andy. You are about—you're going to get fucked by history I, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm excited. I, I'm just really excited to get. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have we mentioned how excited we yeah, are to be here? Very excited. I... What was it about the Donner party story that intrigued you?
1: Well, you had thrown out. You had thrown out Jim Henson. You had thrown out a couple. Can I yeah. say it? I don't yeah, know, totally, couple, totally. Jim out, Henson. Jim Henson. You had thrown out Tesla. Tesla. Benedict um, Arnold. Yep, Benedict uh-huh. Arnold. And those ones, I know a lot about Jim Henson because yeah. I'm a nerd. And <laughs> the other two, because I'm a nerd, I was like, yeah, I know that. But the Dahmer party, literally, I had to be like, that's not is it Jeffrey Donner? No, that's oh, Dommer. Oh, and this is Donner. Oh, and I literally yes, was like, I yes, think, yes, yeah. so I just thought it'd be fun to go with one that I don't know. I know, <sighs> I know it kind of gets a little, it gets a little cannibalism. a gets a little yeah, cannibalism. That's, that's I, all I know about it though. <laughs>
0: you know, I've been doing this podcast now for a little while and I've, and I've had various like, you know, people who are experts and that's mm-hmm. super fun too. Yeah. When we're both kind of jump, I, I am, I'm a know-it-all. I love being the know-it-all in the group and I love, frankly being the fucker versus the fucky or like that. a co fucky yeah. and um and uh i delight in delighting people with mm-hmm. facts they didn't know so this is going to be a joy now um the Donner party story does involve crossing the sierra nevadas and if i'm not mistaken did you and rachel not have a traumatic experience oh, yourself yeah. whilst yeah. traversing the sierra nevadas we, can you tell us about that
1: yeah we were driving uh through through uh through denver colorado and um I, We, uh, so I was, we were doing a, you know, a trip from Minnesota to LA and I had a little GoPro. So I put a a GoPro on the dash to do a time-lapse of the whole trip. Hey
0: everyone, watch this. No, yeah.
1: And, uh, we were driving through, uh, Denver and Rachel's an amazing driver, but she, she was the one that was driving. I was asleep and, uh, we were hauling all of our stuff and we had a TV behind me and, uh, the car in front of us had spun out on the road. They hit black ice. And they were facing traffic. So Rachel, as you do, also slowed down because there was a car. And she happened to hit the same patch of oh. black ice. And we we rammed right into them, like head on. Um, but it's really neat because God. I was recording. <laughs> this. Oh, God. So I got to go back and watch it. <gasps> oh, and because I was doing a time lapse, it was on super slow. I could watch it frame by frame, which was terrifying Harrowing. to see. Yeah. So um, I... I uh, My airbag didn't go off as soon, so I my face hit the windshield, and then it bounced back and hit the TV. So I had a massive concussion. I don't remember any of this because we um, were very, very, um, we're very intelligent. So what we did was we immediately got a hotel room, and I went to sleep for like sixteen hours. Oh no, no, no! But I was just very tired because of the altitude, I I assume.
0: My, but
1: uh, yeah, so I did that, Uh, and then uh, yeah, so that happened. I don't remember our first, you know two weeks here but
0: neither of you went to the hospital
1: no what we did was, was we got you just went to uh, a hotel and went a, to bed apparently a rental car if i remember and then drove to amazing. rachel's uncle and then bought a car so i got and, and drove then got here.
0: to la yeah
1: oh. it's weird though because i have friends that i met in that first you know week or so in la and i feel like i've known them forever because i don't remember meeting them oh they've just sort of been around
0: and what month of the year was this
1: that was because uh, it was black it, ice it yeah was it was the best time of year to drive across mountains oh, which was january, january. Oh. <laughs> so
0: and even today in a really good car with four-wheel drive and air conditioning and heating and gps and a cell phone on your seat right before you get to those mountain ranges you like look at your passengers, like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Here we go. Is everybody fucking ready? It's because free. there's long, long stretches with no gas stations and just
1: downhill. It's just, just, downhill. just so much downhill. So much <laughs> and up. downhill. And yeah.
0: Oh man, yeah. It is. It is still a very, a very harrowing journey. Um, So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you about my sources for this history of the Donner Party, and then I'm going to tell you my plan. This is my primary source. It is a book called The History of the Donner Party, A Tragedy of the Sierra by C.F. McGlashan. For historians, of course, and for all people, your sources matter, right? This source is in and of itself a hillfall its own, because it was written in 1880, The Donner Party was stranded in the Sierra Nevadas on the winter of 1846. So this book was written only 33 years after the event took place. So to give you some perspective, that's you and I's timeline Uh from the falling of the Berlin Wall, the L.A. riots. So nuts. pretty contemporary, right? A lot of the people who were around are alive. There were plenty of survivors. And this was hot current events. Everyone was very aware of what happened with the Donner Party. It was in the newspapers. They were writing letters. There's been like a lot of speculation, rumor, misinformation mm. about the Donner Party that it existed prior to this point. This guy, CF McLaughlin, interviews 24 of the 26 survivors. Of the Donner Party's tragedy. That's a lot. It's a big party. He um, is able to get uh, letters and interviews with individuals who hadn't spoken to anyone else prior. And he treats the subject matter so not tabloid, so not sensationalism. I mean, I encourage you to read. It's a great read. He he literally is like, and this person is a very... One has to understand their perspective. Let's not rush to conclusions here. I mean, he's just really careful and really empathetic with Mm -hmm. like everybody's perspective. And it's, absolutely fantastic um and he one of the ways that he like dispels the the need for like all of this gory like <laughs> exaggerated like misinformation that people had like started doing is that the truth is sufficiently terrible oh, <laughs> oh. So, this
1: is already blowing my mind because i didn't know what year it took place oh. I, you could have told me this is 1950s i would be like yeah it is sure. it totally is people get hungry yeah. in the
0: 1950s yeah. yeah well and you know it's not like shit didn't go wrong then too <laughs> This Donner Party story begins um, with the Oregon Trail.
1: Like, like the... The... Like- Yes, with the game, right? You're the not game. Tra- okay.
0: Good. Yeah. And it, what it, for those of you who have played the Oregon Trail, <laughs> is there you, dysentery? Is dysentery
1: gonna happen? <laughs> exactly,
0: dysentery. You're, you just die. Yeah. People, malaria, dysentery, an Indian kills you. You starve to death. I mean, like this is part four. of the game. For those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, the Oregon Trail was this game. It, it was invented in the 80s. It was like one of the first computer games. It might have even been the 70s. And it was, and it basically replicated this this westward journey from these covered wagons. And it was like. You know, kids are like, hey, video games, hey, you know, yeah. covered wagons, and but as soon as you'd start to play, you realize you're just gonna die slowly. It's just a simulation of dying out in the desert.
1: Yeah, you go hunting and your family dies. Those are the things yeah. that happen, and then you have to cross a river and one of your yeah. ox dies. And they make you, they, if I remember right, they made you name the animals, and then they're like, oh, Trixie's like, dead. Like, yeah, like Todd the cow is dead, and it was like,
0: wh- <laughs> why? Why, why did like you make me name like Seven years old. old? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's where the Oregon Trail started. We. American colonists are living on the East Coast, of course, because those are the colonies. And in 1803, we purchased a vast swath of the Western United States from France. Napoleon, oh la la, (laughs) très bien. Two years later, Lewis and Clark hustle up a team and start to explore this area to see how far it goes, what's going on, what can be done there. Um, We still don't quite have California and all of the East Coast because Mm -hmm. Britain still owns the British Columbia. (laughs) They still own the (laughs) Northwest. And Mexico still owns most of California and Texas, Um, so you know. But there's so much curiosity, and there's so much legend, and there's so much like hope for what might be, what might be over there. In 1811, fur traders start just fucking walking. Okay, we're just gonna go, and they got their pickaxes and their snowshoes and their and a bucket of water, and they're just gonna go out there and get the. And so there's walking paths that start to be worn by fur traders. The first wagon train heads west in 1836, and the difference between these fur traders and a wagon train is families, Yeah, right? I'm gonna bring my shit, I'm moving. And I got grandma and I got the kids, this isn't just one guy hacking his way out, we're gonna resettle this place, and it was a big deal. So this is 10 years after the very first wagon train, this is when the Donners and their friends start to leave. Okay. And it's about four years before the gold rush. Okay, that's what boom. I was
1: wondering if that, if that yeah. was all happening.
0: So, you know, the team, the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's 1849 is the year that the 49ers rush it out there. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So they were called 49ers because that was the year everybody went. Um, and it's 20 years, the 49ers is 20 years later, we get the railroad. Okay. So the human beings who experienced the Oregon Trail. The human beings who did this covered wagon trip largely did it between 1836 and 1869. Most of them did it after 1849. And the Donners, oh, the Donners head out in 1846. 1846 is like, okay, so we're early on. There's, there's been, now we got, here's what we got. The Oregon Trail has been cleared. Mm-hmm. mostly of brush people know this way there's a couple of outposts we know where the water is we know where the grazing areas are um and we've got um wagons know how to do we, we're good this is good and we're gonna make our money this is the other thing with the people who are hanging on these wagon trains they weren't desperate most of them mm. right these are not like like they're wealthy loading up like they're sure. seeing an investment opportunity so if you've decided i'm gonna head west i'm gonna give this a try in 1846 many of the people who were doing that like sold their farms sold everything had a huge amount of wealth put it in the wagon and they're just like you and me and Rachel and Annie, right yeah. it's like they're just
1: gambling they're just just they yeah. hit a ceiling in the east and they're like let's go exactly
0: yeah. it's human you know yeah, why I not that's where it. people are going <laughs> um so this is this is the donner party who's who okay? okay as you and me get on board this wagon train here's who we're traveling along with at
1: this they're point they're like todd Dahmer, bryce Dahmer. <laughs> there's no
0: Dahmer's. <laughs> okay. there is cannibalism but they're donners
1: i'm gonna keep calling them Dahmer the fair. whole time okay <laughs> it's, it's fair be...
0: you know what like it's it, it's fair it's like little buddy little Dahmer's. <laughs> yeah little yeah,
1: Dahmer. <laughs> even though there's a book right in front of me that clearly says d-o-n-n-e-r it's all right i'm just gonna hit those m's <laughs>
0: that's okay that's okay because it's you know there's there's Perfectly accurate, and then there's like the spirit of the note.
1: I know nothing about this subject. Oh my god! And so I'm, lear- I'm learning so much. There's Donner. There's Donner. This didn't take place in the 70s. No, no. You know everything about this. is But
0: you should know this though. You can stop me and ask questions at any point. Okay. So if anything is unclear, or if you're like, how, who, where is Jeffrey Dahmer at this okay. point? I can <laughs> exactly
1: couldn't. Santa's Donner. That is related to this. Oh house.
0: God! You know what? <laughs> now that's what the cartoon we should
1: that make. oh.
0: Is the Should. reindeer that <laughs> feasts on their bones and <laughs> then makes perfect. his way to the North Pole. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna... yeah. The Donner Party um, is named after the family of George Donner and his wife, Margaret. Okay. They are one of many families that constitute the Donner Party. You have the Donner family. They have like five kids. You've got his brother. He's got a few of his kids. You've got the Reed family. James Reed is at the head of this family. He's bringing a bunch of his kids. You got the Breen's, B-R-E-E-N-S-S. Some of them are friends. The Donners and the Reeds left Illinois together. The idea is this is the spring, April. Mm -hmm. We're going to start. That means we get there before the snows, right? This is when people, the wagon trains leave. And then because so many people are starting to leave, it's sort of like everyone gets to Independence, Missouri from wherever you are in the East. And Independence, Missouri is like the edge of a cliff. Like, once you all giddy-on up out of Independence, Missouri, whatever you don't have, you don't got. That's kind of it, it's as the, far as civilization sort of goes? Yeah, okay. exactly. So, you know, once you leave Independence, Missouri, just because of the nature of traffic, you're going to be linked up with people who just happen to leave at the same time. So, at one point... There are, quote unquote, the Donner party includes like 300 wagon trains and the stretch, like if you were looking at it from the sky, it would be two miles long, just wagon to wagon, cattle to cattle people. Yeah. That is
1: so much bigger. than I thought this party was like, it's like Huge. a low key party. Yeah. No, this
0: is like massive party. This is like pallets of party. And that is at the beginning, right? Okay. So they're moving together and it is, I mean, as they go, things are going great. This is fucking, let's not forget, Andy, how fucking beautiful. Yeah. Right? I mean, and especially you're thinking about these people are off the boat Irish immigrants. They are people who were born in the East, Mm -hmm. right? They are from Germany and Prussia and all over the world. And nobody's seen anything like these cliffs, the Utah, the Red, I mean, oh and the antelope and the buffalo and the jaw-dropping gorgeous.
1: And what 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 exact time of year was this?
0: This is this April of eighteen forty six. April. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is, this is right. It's a nice time yeah. to go, and that is the deal. And here's the thing: enough wagon trains have gone. We know this is the right time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to experience any snow. Yeah, it's not Minnesota. At the it's, yeah, not, kinda, it's not Minnesota. It's not crazy. It's not crazy, it's not crazy. Yeah. right? And um, and there's some understanding. Yeah, this is. And there, it must be the right time to go because 200 to three hundred other wagon trains are all leaving at the same time, and their safety in numbers, because there's there's the the Indians are a real very viable threat out there. And this is one of those things where it's very difficult from 2022. I've talked about um, uh, the colonists and American white Americans' relationships with Native Americans at various mm-hmm. times in this podcast. It's important to remember that in 1846, and certainly prior to this, it was something of a, of a fair fight still okay. between a white settler and a wagon train and a Native American. As we sit here now, w- the, we have been so chronically disrespectful and so chronically, uh, a colonial oppressors uh-huh. to the native population of the United States that it's it's it, 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 it's impossible to talk about it with a certain amount of just like oh yeah God, that was yeah. rotten, yeah. Eh, so bad and so unfair and mm. it's so unequal, and that's true. Yeah. In 1846, though, out there in the middle of the prairies, there was still a real like threat, and yeah. they and it wasn't just that the native populations were attacking the wagon trains. They were stealing cattle, which would mm. essentially starve you, right? So yeah. there was that was <laughs> part of the looming threat. Mm-hmm.
1: And what you know, Oregon, Oregon Trail took. Correct, you know, correct. It's a big, big thing that happened. In That's
0: that exactly right. Um, and, you know, and you've named some of those cattle. You've That's got right. Todd out there. You yeah. give a shit about Todd. Um, and so, but it goes out, it, they, they start out in April of 1846. It's fucking great. They are safe. They've got a ton of them, safety in numbers. It's the right time of year. It is so goddamn gorgeous. Oh. Yeah. And um, our friend Mrs. Donner, in fact, writes a letter Ooh. to her sister that says... Indeed, if I do not experience something far worse than I have yet done, I shall say the trouble is all in getting started. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. And she says later in that letter, I never could have believed that we could have traveled so far with so little difficulty.
1: That's, I feel like.
0: <sighs> and things were doing. She's right. Things were going really good. In fact, she wore her jewelry every day. She has a double-decker wagon what? with a fucking... <laughs> kitchen inside i'm not kidding you can see the blueprints of these wagons they were goddamn deluxe they get themselves to present-day um southwestern wyoming right before you get into utah and they hear a rumor (laughs) okay they hear a rumor (laughs) that there is a shortcut oh no there's uh-huh. a fort there called Bridger's Fort. It still exists, I guess. You can pull off the road, <laughs> get a postcard. And it's run by these two guys, Bridger and Vasquez. And they have been told, and they had heard this before. It wasn't the first time they had heard it. There was a little rumor trickling up the wagon train that once you get to this part, this Bridger, uh, Bridger Fort, that mm-hmm. there's a Hastings cutoff. And everyone's like, fucking Hastings. We know him. Lansford motherfucking Hastings. He's a famous frontiersman. He literally wrote the book. It's called The Emigrant's Guide to California and Oregon. He's been back and fucking forth a bunch of times. He has a cutoff. He has a shortcut. This is great. Yeah. Lansford Hastings isn't there saying he has it, but he said they saw the book and they know this guy. He's respectable. And these two fellas, Bridger and Vasquez at this fort, are like, for real though, you should take this cutoff. It's great. And the Donners and the Reeds and those who were like knew each other had left from earlier on than in Independence, Missouri had already elected George Donner as the captain, and okay. they're all sort of electing like we're voting and we're working together, but everyone's free to kind of do whatever the you know sure. Whatever so the fuck people they want.
1: could people could leave the party that we're all you sure. know, yeah, yeah. you do what you want.
0: Yeah, you do what you want. Um, but like George was kind of the guy that was deciding for sort of this large group to an extent, and he was like, I'm in. I think it sounds great. We could save a lot of time. We could get ahead. You know, why not give it to fucking Hastings?
1: What could go wrong?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Most of the party does not take the Hastings cutoff. Okay. 90 people take the Hastings cutoff. That includes the Donner family, the Breen family, the Reed family, and some individuals. Now, not, that doesn't mean that everybody in these families wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know right? like yeah. i just it, it, that doesn't mean that you know there weren't people that were like i this is a terrible idea but it's not like i'm a breastfeeding fucking mother with three babies i'm not going to be like you know what honey i'll meet you in california <laughs> yeah. it's like all right i i guess we're following this fucking guy um now <laughs> they so so i said ninety eighty seven of them technically okay. take off on the cutoff this includes a lot of children a lot of children oh no from the very fucking beginning, they can tell this is a rough goddamn path. Because even if the terrain is technically flatter, which it's not, it isn't cleared. So there's boulders in the way. There's trees fallen down. Everything up to this point has had ru- the wagon wheels are going in the wagon wheel route that has been rutted out by hundreds of wagons before us. There's nothing like this. Here, this is nuts. And they realize really early this is bad. And Vasquez and Berger had been like, we find that the historians find out later, had A few other people had gone ahead and come back to the fort and been like, fuck this cutoff. It's absolutely awful. And they covered their notes. They wouldn't pass on their warnings because if this cutoff worked, they were going to get rich. They have a fort, a trading post right there at at the fork in the road, and it would work out really well for them. So they straight up lied, straight up misled. They were not lying, however, about the fact that Lansford Hastings himself was two weeks ahead of him. He mm-hmm. had just left with another group to go through this cutoff. So they were like, just keep going and you'll find him. Mm-hmm. And indeed, they found notes tied to t- trees that were like really worn and stuff from Lansford Hastings. But it is getting so bad that these two guys are like, this is fucking fucked. We got to go find this guy. Yeah. We got to go, we got to redhead and like talk to him and I'm be just- like, are you sure about this? So they ride out, they fucking find Lansford with his two weeks ahead of them party, and they're like, buddy, it is slow going. Have you noticed this, you know? And um, Hastings like, for sure, you should not be doing this. But here's the thing, don't follow me. Do not bring your wagon train this way as you can see this is a terrible route. What y'all need to do is go that way. And he literally does just gesture. (laughs) And kind of gives a, over there, you guys should go that way. Also, he's never done this route, but right. he says, that's a better way to go. Definitely don't come after me. And they say, hey, you should come with us. Come back with us and lead us. And he goes, okay, for like a minute. And then he turns around and is like, I absolutely can't. He goes for like a day. And then he turns around and he's like, I can't because I have a group I'm leading. I owe them. I started out with them. I told them I would personally get them through. So Good luck. I don't know what to tell you. Wouldn't you question, like, well, are you leading them to the same? <laughs> spot? I don't. Right. <laughs> I guess they had fewer wagon trains. He was like, with the number of people you have, you just shouldn't go this way. It's much better to go that way. I mean, it's this is what they're going on. <laughs> so these guys get back to the rest of the party. These eighty-seven people are like, this is. He said, go this way. Bottom line is, Andy, it take. It was supposed to take them one week to get to Salt Lake. It takes them a month. Okay. Of hard ass clearing hauling working their asses off but they're and they're realizing god we can't afford to waste all this time but we can't turn around they are definitely past the point of no return right so they get (laughs) i mean (laughs) i don't i don't it's it's terrible so (laughs) so they finally get to the great salt lake have you been to salt lake oh yeah okay yes so the city is perfectly viable city Mm -hmm. have you been to the salt desert Outside of Uh, the salt. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. For those of you who maybe don't know what I'm talking about, if you remember the end of the movie Independence Day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope you bring this up in every episode. I I try. (laughs) Independence Day is a reference (laughs) for everything. It is an alkaline, salty wasteland. There ain't a shred of life.
1: It's super cool to look at, not be stranded in, but it's cool to, to go visit.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very, very beautiful to, to observe. It is much like being in the middle of the ocean where mm-hmm. you'd be like, Boy, God, this is gorgeous. I'm gonna die out here. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally, totally. Yeah. It's a good place to die, but it's it's very pretty to just look at.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you can imagine hot cold mm-hmm. Destitute. yeah so they're on the edges now right before you get to that desert it's fairly good for you in the sense that your cattle the cattle are grazing finally mm-hmm. people are taking a breather and they're kind of gazing out over the great salt lake going Pfft. all right so this hastings cutoff includes us crossing over this thing and uh berger and vasquez said it's 50 miles across I don't trust them. I don't. What are you going to do? I know. There's something about them. that just rings with something. So they say, um, yeah, 50 miles across. So that's what you should plan on. And that's all the water that you're going to need to bring with you to get across is 50 miles worth, whatever that is.
1: I've seen maps. (laughs) So (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) Right. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, man. man. All right. We'll be right back. Hey campers, this is Beau Hufford and Meryl Klimo, and we are the Campfire
0: Shit Show. We explore the human shit show moments of life, from weird sex dreams to family issues, spooky ghost stories, and listener questions we are definitely not qualified to answer, but we still do anyway. We cover it all. That's right.
1: Sometimes it's just Meryl and I, sometimes we have a special guest crawl in our sleeping bag and join us in a magical shit showy land. Check us out every Tuesday on all the places you find podcasts.
0: And it's Campfire Shit Show with no I in shit. I mean like I do kind of put the the I in the shit show, but it's like Campfire Shit Show. Oh, okay, oh,
1: oh, Meryl, they got it. A Campfire Shit Show. That's S-H-T. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Good. That's perfect. Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, before we return to the Donner Party, a reminder that we are on Instagram at Hilf Podcast. Go there and see photos of George Donner and the layout of those deluxe double decker wagons, and even buy your own copy of C.F. McGlashan's 1880 book. And of course, don't forget to. me,
1: follow me, follow me.
0: Your perspective out in the American West is completely fucked. Oh, yeah. I have GPS, a map. I've even done this trip in a car several times, and I will see a mountain range, Mm -hmm. the Sierra Nevadas, the Rockies, whichever route you're doing, and you think it's right there. Yeah,
1: that's two hours away.
0: And (laughs) then you drive 85 miles an hour for five hours, (laughs) and you're not any fucking closer to it. It hasn't gotten any smaller, and you think, I'm going fucking crazy. Crazy, right? This is kind of what they're experiencing. They get out there and sure enough, we've gone fifty miles and we're pretty much in the middle. Because this thing is actually like eighty miles across. Oh. The worst of the thirst hits the cattle first. Now this is September. It's a great rhyme. <laughs> the first of the thirst, it's the cattle first. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh wait. Um, so the livestock starts to go crazy. Oh no they start to buck and do that. They have to unhook them from the wagons because they're going to shake things off their axles and mm-hmm. shit. So they, um, un- and they, and the cattle and the livestock just like run frothing mad out into the, like the wavering distance
1: what so they all just they just team,
0: yeah and the teamsters because the donners and the reeds like i said they're wealthy they have also hired teamsters people to just be a handyman be the guy and they're like taking off to get the livestock but they're fucking thirsty too and so is everybody and we're starting to look around like this is bad this is really not good at all James Reed is like yeah this is bad so he gets on a horse and is like I just have to ride out as fast as I can and see how far we actually are from water so that I can know where it is and maybe we can make a plan for what we're going to do next he rides out he finds out how far the water is He's like okay, okay, okay he gets on his horse he rides back and he finds that his wagon is just sitting there with wow. his family and his teamsters and all of his livestock are gone and he doesn't know what to do, and his wife is in a panic. And by the way, part of the reason he and his whole family are even making this trip is because his wife, Margaret, is always sick. She's got, like, a chronic infection. Oh, no. So they start to, like, what are we going to do? Finally, he and his wife look at each other and go, we're going to pick up these kids, and we're walking. That's all we can do. So they carry their children, again, across the next 15 miles, at least, till they get to the other side of this salt desert. They are like, fuck, holy, hot fuck. That is, that is really scary And the Donners are there And the Breen's are there And like the other families Who have managed to get across Also equally bad A lot of their livestock Is also gone They're coming together now Like let's go back out So the, so now we've got more time
1: So the Reeds are with the Donners Yeah they've again? all caught up Yeah, it's they've It's kind be of... awkward When they got there though <laughs> Just be like
0: oh hi Hi I know everything's good oh. But that's also Andy you've exactly Hit the nail on the head There's a lot of fucking trouble yeah. Among the people And this book says I underlined it <laughs> that the biggest problem the Donner Party had is that nobody ever agreed on anything. And I think that's saying a lot because the Donner Party has a lot of problems. We're not even halfway there. Oh, God, this trail
1: is like this the trail, internet. This, this is just awful. This trail is so <laughs> bad.
0: Um, so they, they get there. Like, oh, my God, you know, this is so fucking awful. What the fuck are we going to do? And they start, and they're fight. there's a little bit of fighting, but you can't fight for long because we still, you know well, what I mean? All just hungry and just tired. Just fighting like, too. Oh, oh my fucking God. And probably at least every once in a while, uh, this was your dumb idea. You know, I'm sure that exists. And you told me this, and you have more than I have, and you should be giving more than who made you, all that kind of stuff. In any event, they finally manage to get what animals they can find and convince to come back. Get to the water source and small grazing area that they have on the other side. Nobody's died yet. Actually, that's not true. One well, person died really early on. It was an old one of the grandmothers who was already in her mid 70s and sick when they left has like died. But this is Oregon Trails. She's probably
1: one of the lucky ones because the first one to die Amen. is going to be the most sad because they're like, oh my gosh, this oh, is no. so shocking. Yeah. And by the like the last one, they're just like, yeah, yeah, Those lucky fucks. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You're just
0: going to lay down in grass and be like, not nah, it. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they're like, okay, so we're here. And they look out, you know, where they're going and can't help but notice there's a little snow up on them mountains. And they're looking around at each other going, I thought today I wanted to die a little bit today. (laughs) Like when I was so thirsty, I thought, this isn't good. Like this is bad. This is bad, bad, bad. And everyone's starting to feel it in like the pit of their stomachs. So they decide, you know what we need to do right now? Two guys are going to get on a horse, their own horses. And they are going to get the fuck to California as fucking fast as they can. Because even though this is a new route, fur traders, individual, we, an individual can kind of do it on their own. Especially yeah. if there's no snow yet, you can haul ass, right? We're going to give them, we don't have a lot to share, but we're going to give them what they need to get there. And then they need to tell everybody that we're out here probably in fuck town. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere between there and here, we're, we're going to be there in fuck town. So they send uh, McCutcheon, And Stanton. McCutcheon is a married man with a wife and family in the party, and Stanton doesn't know anybody.
1: Okay. He's
0: unmarried, doesn't have any kids. And everyone is real suspicious about Stanton. They're like, he's definitely the strongest guy. He should go because whatever, he's not like, but how do we know he's gonna come back?
1: It's true gonna be that married guy that screws him, isn't it? And that's the stand guy's gonna be the upstanding gentleman, and the, the married guy's gonna be like, Oh, I, oh, I have yeah. another family now. Look yeah. at this. This is great. I'm obviously marryable." Yeah.
0: and they're like, "Please come back. Oh my God, please come <laughs> back. Please, Jesus, fuck, come back, and please don't die on the way there. That's, yeah, that's that the would be thing. super. Good luck, you guys." And they ride off. The rest of the Donner party is looking around at each other, going, "Okay, um, there's about eighty of us." We have no idea where we are exactly. We don't have any idea where we're going. Pretty much we're forging this path for the first time all on our own. But but the only thing we cannot do is stop.
1: Yeah. What time of year is this now where they're at? This is is September. Okay, this is September. This is mid-September. So did they go through the salt in the summer?
0: In September. That was right before. So they went, so um, June... Is when Mrs. Donner is like, everything's going so great. Okay. So they left in April. Right, in June, right. she's like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. In July, um, they get to like kind of the mid, like, oh, we heard there's a cutoff. There's That's this like cutoff. Okay. And in August, they take the cutoff and it's supposed to take a week. And it takes a month. And that's why they find them like what they even even if it's an unforged path and it's gonna take a little longer, they thought that they would be there by August. Right. Yeah. And it's September. And you also know living in this country that the nights get a little longer. Yeah. And the days get a little shorter every fucking day, even before it starts snowing and getting colder.
1: I think things are gonna even get worse. I just I got a feeling I
0: don't
1: like, want to spoil anything but I feel like this is going to go downhill
0: oh no. oh no okay so you could be right this is the story of the first murder
1: <gasps> oh so I will say I knew there was eating but I, I assumed maybe murder but I also was like eh, it was probably just people who died and they just did it but oh. so I didn't know there's murder
0: okay this is the first murder Okay, so we know one person died. The old lady died, right? So,
1: or did she? Or no, did she? No, yeah, and
0: they purpose. and they <laughs> didn't even try to eat her. They, okay, I don't okay. even. They were they, but, were. they put a rock. They made a nice memorial. Laid flowers. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. So uh, that and that was like I said. I I believe I'd have to double check. I think the old lady died before, long before they even got to the cutoff.
1: Okay, so she didn't get to the, the land of seasoning, the salt, and all that. Okay, good. No, no, okay.
0: <laughs> which is, again, good. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. Smart. Foresight. Okay. Um, so we've got the Donners and the Reeds and the Breens and all these families. There's about 87 of them. They're on the other side of, of Salt Lake, and they're like, yeah, we got to keep hauling. And boy, howdy, this shit gets hard. They are pulling um, wagons with less livestock now. They have had to leave some of their wagons. Some even got like hopelessly stuck in the Salt Lakes because when it gets to a certain temperature, it like catches up in the tires. It was awful. They've cached a lot of their most valuable stuff, which is basically burying it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and the idea is like, I'll come back and find this later, but you have to really hide it so that nobody steals it because everyone's aware that there's these caches. And you've sold all your shit. The only thing you have on your wagon is your most valuable stuff. Right stuff you love, stuff you need, cuz you didn't bring anything else. But as they look ahead, you actually can't carry anymore.
1: So they cached this stuff with the idea that they would come back to this horrible shitty place to get it. Yeah. Or what they the could
0: hell? or they would send word to someone. I don't know.
1: But you can't <laughs> Maybe we'll make the return trip in the spring, you know? It it's a really day. nice teapot yeah.
0: is the thing. I know I'm gonna want tea someday. Well, <laughs> and I you know, teapots can be hard to find. I, it's you know what it is. Yeah, it's valuable, it's okay. mine. Yeah. So they cachet their shit. I, I think to your point, it's a tremendous act of optimism.
1: Yeah, they really are thinking ahead.
0: That they're just like, yeah, yeah. it's gonna Oh, we're going to be back. Not only are we going to survive, we're going to come back and get our shit. So they, yeah, so they cache a bunch of shit. And they're looking ahead because here's, they've lost some wagons, but they've lost way more livestock than they have lost wagons. Which means, and the livestock is hungry, girl. And yeah. they have been overworked. So what, and this trail is a oh, rough and it's getting rougher, and it's getting steeper. So what they are finding they have to do is unhook a bunch of animals from one wagon to double team one wagon up this sheer cliff or up this particularly difficult terrain. Okay. Once the wagon the people and everything are, like, safely at the top, you unhook all of those fucking things. Walk them down the hill, hook them to the next wagon, and now we pull... The time, and we still, and that snow is getting brighter, and everything they do is hard and time-consuming. As you can guess, tempers start to rise. On this particular incident, they are in the midst of trying to get these goddamned wagons up the motherfucking hill again, and at some point, somebody's fucking ox Gets wrapped up the horn and somebody else's wheel, and it's getting tough. And this guy named John Snyder starts to hit the animals with particular anger and he's fucking mad and he's yelling.
1: I don't, I mean, How I, I you get win? you're frustrated, but I don't, right? I don't know. Right? And he's if I just, agree. he's
0: losing his temper. So the Teamsters from that are like, hang on, and there's hot words all of a sudden. Okay. Hot words, according to CF. <laughs> CF calls them hot words me. And our man, James Reed comes riding up, he's been, he sees that they're having this argument and he's like, guys, cool it, right? We can handle this. And John Snyder says, why don't you and me handle it right now? And he brings the hard ass butt end of his whipstick down on James Reed Hart. bam, bam, on his head and his shoulders, gashing and he's bleeding. Oh, no. Mr. Reed's wife is like, ah, she runs over, and she's like, everybody, stop. She tries to get in the middle of it, and she gets one blow on the head and the shoulders. The Snyder guy sounds like an asshole. Exactly, and so James Reed comes up with the hunting knife, boom, stabs John right in the side of his chest next to his heart. John goes down. He bleeds out within 15 minutes. Okay. The Reed family, his daughters, his wife, are with him, oh, my God, because he's still, he's bleeding, and he's so hurt. Yeah. He pushes off his wife and his daughters, to go to John because guess what? John's his friend, really good friend. Oh, according, God, what? Not just a buddy. According to C.F. McG McLe- McLe- he uses the word best friend. He uses the word fast friend. They knew each other from the time they left Independence, Missouri. I haven't found any sources that said they knew each other like long before, that they had like an old friendship. They were close on the trail, and in particular, what had made them really close was that John Snyder had gone to extraordinary lengths to help Reed get his cattle back after they were lost in the Salt Lake. So okay. he had like ditched everything and really like struggled and helped and was like, no, I got you, buddy, oh, you know? No. So they were fast friends. He's also John Snyder, a, a favorite of the camp. He's oh, no. handsome. Let me see if I can Ooh, find. Is mm. there pictures? Mm. <laughs> you know what? There's not. Unfortunately, I hope
1: there's just a crude drawing.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, they don't have the like uh, photographs. You... There's not a photographer just yet. Just pull up
1: a picture of, like Bruce Willis. Yeah, or there something. he is. It's there, Bruce there. Willis. Wow, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can picture him. I yeah. think that's actually it's right. actually Poor the, guy the needs best some idea. Shoes.
0: <laughs> um, but he is handsome. He's 23. Um, I want to find the exact quote.
1: I always picture these people being in their like 50s, but of course they're all like tw- you know, 30s. You know, but even older. if they are
0: 20s, they they, they look pretty rough. Plus, also weathered. at this point on the road, everyone's 65. Sure. You know? sure. But here's how C.F. McClashan describes John Snyder he's tall, straight, and of erect, manly carriage. And his habits of life as a frontiersman had developed him into a muscular, athletic being. His features were cast in a mold of great beauty. Such beauty as we rarely look for in a man.
1: Uh, fuckable.
0: A.K.A. health. He also apparently did a fun jig every night. No- I mean, he was fun. Everybody loved him. He had a bad day.
1: Yeah, he had a temper. And, and I
0: think it's fair to say uh, it's already taken you a motherfucking month and all this shit. And yeah, he lost his the thing. And Reed is feeling this deeply. He is with his friend immediately. And it's still bleeding and saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And apparently, John Snyder's last words were, I'm to blame.
1: Oh, no. That's just.
0: But now we all got to stop for a motherfucking minute, don't we? So we got to hold the phone here. So the Donner Party has now held on because there's been a goddamn murder. And the only reason this goddamn murder happened is because we're all trying to fucking get the fucking things up this goddamn motherfucking mountain (laughs) so we don't die. But what are we going to do with James Reed? There's no mystery as to who killed John Snyder. There were 100 witnesses. Everybody saw what happened, right? Um, So what are we going to do with James Reed? There is one group of people that want to execute him, and they put up a gallows before this conversation has even calmed down. Because as I've said, there's been disgruntled and bickering all over the place, and the big beef with the Reeds is... They think they're so much better than everyone else. They're so rich. They came out with the best wagon. They had the double decker wagon, and they're wearing their jewelry and their dresses. And they've been aristocratic and treating everybody like shit. Let's kill this motherfucker. Okay. Oh no. And the reeds are like, you know, and other people like it was an accident. It was understandable. Look at him, he's bleeding. He was getting the shit kicked out of him, and the guy hit his what? You know, they finally agree as a camp to exile. James Reed, to just kick him out of the party and tell him he has to leave. Just
1: him, not his wife and kids? Just him. Okay. And yet,
0: (laughs) and yet, you kick the man out. It's not like the women and children have a better chance of surviving this shit because they're not out there pulling the wagon up the thing. They're not out there hunting. They're not out there doing all this stuff. So they beg, and he says to them, I'm not leaving. He says to the party, like, fuck, I can't. If you tell me I have to leave, I'm basically killing my family. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. And they're like, if you stay, we'll literally kill you. So your family will still not have you. Finally, his wife, Margaret, is like, James, you got to go, buddy. I hate this as much as the next guy. Wow. You got to go. You've got to live, girl. And you've got to send help, baby. So you just, your sole reason to live from now on is to get your ass to California and then get your ass back to us as soon as you can. Got it? Go. And read, Goes, wow. he rides ahead. I mean, you can imagine. I mean, this is great drama, right? Yeah. He rides ahead to the Don. Now the Donners, their wagon. You know, everyone's moving because you can't, frankly, go. In big groups. So they're kind of in a long line. And the Donner group and their wagons are a mile or two up the road. They've gotten ahead.
1: So far, this should have really been called the Reed Party. I'm just going to say. damn right. That's I actually have some gripping. suggestions.
0: Reed Party is a great. I think that Snyder would have been a nice tribute. Yeah, Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah, because you, honestly. So Reed gets up to the Donners and they're like, hey, James, what's cooking? He's like, crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> i have so much to unpack all right so john snyder's dead i killed him they were I, gonna kill me now i gotta go up front and get some i'll just
1: i'll be right back i gotta go get something I from california
0: so he's like yeah he tells them what happened okay and the donors are like fuck right sounds like kind of understandable though yeah and a guy named H- heron hears about it he's like you know what you're not going alone i'll go with you i'll okay. get on a horse too. Me and you, I'll, I'll be with you. We'll get all the way to California. I'll
1: also leave my wife and kids. That'll make the
0: sacrifice. <laughs> I think this guy was a single guy. And also, <laughs> frankly, the single guys were like, why are you... I can go a lot faster. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know? there's
0: that. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, well, I'll go with you. So these two guys go, and you can imagine, uh, there's th- one of the best things about this source, Mr. C.F. McGlashan's book here, mm-hmm. isn't just that he has met with, interviewed, and gotten correspondence from a bunch of the survivors. Um, it is that he has the benefit of diaries. Oh, yeah. He Some of the kids were like, yeah, here's my dad's diary, and he was able to do the shit I would have loved to have done which is that day-by-day day corresponding who said what, when, and where things went. Sure. And because we have a, a lot of these journal entries, we know that Reed's daughters were going through emotionally after he left. Oh, they were like, Fuck. you know, I mean, yeah. it's not like things were great at yeah. this point. But they miss their dad, and they're super scared. And they see little bits of evidence. He leaves, like, notes on trees. He ties strings to branches. They find his fire. Sometimes, oh, that's cool. and they'll lay by the fire where he had been the night before. The, the, the subtext to the Donner Party is, and then, and then. Huh? So now I told you how hard it is to get all this fucking shit. We They keep losing animals. Sometimes they die. Sometimes the Indians steal them. Sometimes they just wander off because even the animals are like, fuck this. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and just things are getting darker and bleaker. And they're also starting to do a, a count of provisions, and they're running out of food. So they're starting so they've already gotten everything everyone has to eat comes together and now we divvy it up equally among everyone. And they're all getting small portions. Okay. The animals are starting to visibly fought like they're struggling. They know they're going to lose them so everyone has to walk. Okay. So only the children who actually can't walk are able to ride in the wagons and everyone else has to start walking to spare the animals the extra weight. Sure and we have our first starvation death.
1: Oh no, those are the worst ones in Oregon Trail.
0: <laughs> Cuz it takes so long. Oh. Um, it is another older fella. He's in his 70s. His name is Hardcoop.
1: That's a great name. I know. He was Hard traveling.
0: Hardcoop. He was from Belgium and he um, was alone. And Aww. he was planning on going out to California and getting some money and then going back to Belgium. And he um, was riding with a guy named Louis Kessberg, who you're going to hear from again. He's got a 22-year-old wife who has had a baby on the trail. Wow. They left with a three-year-old. She had a baby on the trail that is apparently doing fine. <laughs> She's breastfeeding the baby. And Kesberg had been, or um, uh, Hardcoop, mm-hmm. had been riding in the Kessberg wagon. And Kessberg's like, get out. Wow. Because everyone is. Just
1: to, yeah. Again, and yeah, see because everybody has to walk. Everyone has to walk. The point. kids mm-hmm. are
0: walking. The women are walking. Yeah. You have to walk, too. And eventually, he just sits down. Yeah. And there's journal entries and letters that are like, he, he sat down and watched us go wow. on. And no one could go back for him. And no one could save him. And there's just sort of like a marker by the side of the road. But yeah. to your point with the old lady, this is that lucky bastard.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine just being like, you know, I'm just going to sit here? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. yeah I, right? Right? And you,
0: and the the perspective of people who have now been together. Now, maybe they hate each other, but there's also some love there, Yeah, right? Because oh, you've yeah. been through some hard shit that you just go, yeah, I can't help you and I can't stay with you. And if you're going to sit down and die, all I can do is blow you a kiss on our way over that hill. Holy shit, right? They're starting to divvy up. Small amounts of food, and everyone's pretty sure we're going to starve to death out here. And then... Stanton is Oh, back. hey. <laughs> I knew it. He's, you did. You just, called it. You know, he just... You called it. I tipped my hand too much. Just Stanton. Just not Stanton. Not the other. But I will tell you this McCutcheon is too sick to get back, but he hardly made okay. it. We'll cut him some slack. We'll hear he from him.
1: Real sick at the brothel. Yeah. What? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> you
0: know, he's got an itch. But we will hear. We'll hear from we'll hear from him again. He's okay. not entirely out of the picture, but yes, the only one to come back is Stanton. But Stanton, girl, he comes over like Gandalf. Wait, by himself? He actually comes with two native guides. So okay. here's Stanton got to Sutter's Fort. That's the place. That's the place. That's the place that has the thing. That's where all the wagon trains are heading out there. Right. Right. Okay. That's safety. And Sutter, you know, stands like, oh my god, it was really bad, and I need as much stuff as you can get so I can go back and help these guys. And Sutter is like, anything you need. That sounds fucking awful, right? You take whatever. You- so yeah. he sends him with seven mules, loaded Uh-oh. down with food and flour. Two friendly Native American guides to go out there with them. And like I said, like Gandalf coming over the hill there, girl. We see Stanton coming back and everyone's like... Fuck, yes! Awesome. Right? And there was also like one guy, there's another guy who's dead. His name is Wolfinger. These and that th- is another strange one. Here's what happened Why with Wolfinger. Why did
1: they end on the Donner Party? This should be any of these I other names. I agree
0: with you more. I think that we need like a complete rebranding. Wolfinger. Because here's so, so right before Stanton comes, here's <laughs> Stanton on the Trail. Because I keep in mind, there's a lot of language. There's Irish, there's German, there's Belgian, there's mm-hmm. all these people. The two German mamas, of course, are friends. They didn't leave together, but they're like, oh, we're both German. Yeah. So you've got Mrs. Kessberg. She's the 22-year-old gal who had a baby and a two-year-old mm-hmm. on the trail. And you've got Mrs. Wolfinger. She's also about 20. She's got a couple kids. They're all from Germany. And they're walking but- together. They get to camp. And all of a sudden, they're like, where are our husbands? <laughs> oh, no. That's weird. And they kind of look, and they're like, they were behind us. They were really far behind. But they should be be here by now and right about the time that people are like oh fuck we gotta somebody's gotta walk back and see where these guys are here comes Kessberg Lewis Kessberg by himself and he's like yeah Wolfinger is right behind me and he's gonna be coming around the corner any second and they sit down and they have their camp and and Wolfinger does not arrive so the next day these two guys Reinhardt and Spitzer Mm -hmm. go down the trail and they find Wolfinger's wagon and like one of his ox, but no him. And they come back with the ox and the thing and they're like, sorry, Mrs. Wilfinger, we don't know where he is. And, everyone, and some people are like, I think Kessberg killed him. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, why? Why would you kill someone? They weren't fighting or anything. He, didn't, he wouldn't have taken any. Anyway, and Mrs. Wilfinger is like, probably an Indian got him. Anyway, on we go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's sad. Like she's, <laughs> she's not in a great place. But she's also like, it's not like we're going to go find him. It's not like we're going to go get him. So oh, no. she takes control of her wagon and keeps going. Okay, so now Stanton is he in Casper? <laughs> I mean, oh, right? No. We'd have to like in Jaws. We'd have to cut him out, look for license plates, oh, small no. finger. No. So Nobody knows. So, um, but they're not quite hungry enough to be eating each other. Yeah, you, yeah, you know what I mean?
1: Because he, he brought flour and yeah, everything, for some, yeah, he, and he so some... yeah.
0: So oh. Stanton comes. Oh my gosh. So Stanton, but it was like, boy, people are dropping dead, and we don't even care. Stanton comes. Yeah, come. Savior. Now, because we have the hindsight of history, you and me, we know all the things the first fuck up the first big fat motherfucking fuck up that sent the donner party into the dark pages of history was that hastings cutoff that Mm -hmm. seems obvious right it's not a shortcut it's a long cut you're all gonna die out there if things if the fortunes of the donner party are going to change ever they have very few places in their timeline where something significant could have saved them and this is the last one. Stanton arrives with the mule, the food, the mules, seven mules, the food, the flour, two native guys. The feeling that washed over these people had to be like a morphine drip, like we're not going to fucking die. Yeah. So they do what you do, which is you sit down for a minute mm. and you eat and you let the cattle graze and you let the fire burn for a second. You make a plan. You make a new plan. Now that we're mm-hmm. going to be OK, let's make a new plan. And... They fuck up oh, because no. there's a storm coming. Oh, no. And all historians agree that if the Donner Party had just fucking moved that night.
1: Oh, no. If
0: they could have gotten just five more miles, one more pass under their wheels before they settled in, there was a chance that they could have gotten out of this before the winter storm that ultimately locks them into the mountain range. But instead, they in- take one day to be slightly glad they're not going to starve to death that night. Oh, this
1: isn't a happy story.
0: No, I just... think, You know what? In addition to the word Donner, I, mean, I think party's the wrong right, word. Right. <laughs> there's everything about this is just wrong. I okay. mean, couldn't we call it the Donner slash Reed shit show? Yeah.
1: Just tragedy, not party.
0: They have. Now, see, if you read the longer title yeah. here, it does say a tragedy of this year. It's not great. I'm but not listen. reading
1: anything. I thought this was Dahmer until like 40 <laughs> minutes ago. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Do- well, here's
0: the thing with this particular story is that that is where we are ending for now. Okay. Okay. Because oh, we are... I know. I Listen, I did... I, I wanted to do the Donner <laughs> Party in two parts because I... When I got to know the story of the Donner Party. The fact is, it gets way more human and beautiful and empathetic when you take the time to know these people and to hear their stories side by side. And in the second part that we're going to jump into next, we're really going to roll around in how bad it gets. Because this part of the story where we're ending right now, everything that's happened up to this point, is the Donner Party. That's the Donner Party. You can have a little party. People, yeah. you know, the kids still have toys.
1: Well, that's—I mean, that right there. There was a just, good
0: start and some beautiful views. There's
1: letters going back and forth. We're and done that, letters? I mean, that's,
0: that's. There's been a hopeful return.
1: Yeah, I okay. mean, yeah. Oh no. Yeah,
0: uh, but when we come back, we are going to rejoin uh, the Donner slash Dahmer party um, <laughs> with the part that you remember. From high
1: school. I don't, I don't remember any of this. That, that some people maybe remember.
0: <laughs> I feel like here's what I, I I feel like in high school when you were talking about westward expansion. I'm sure the teacher did. mentions the Donner party and mm-hmm. maybe they go cannibal and people are like, Oh, cannibals? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Tell me
0: about when they ate each other. And then your high school teacher goes, No, God, that's I'm they had it was so bad they had to eat each other, I'm not gonna go into the gory details. Ooh. That's where I'm gonna go. Yes. Deep into the gory yes. details. Do you have any questions before?
1: I have so many questions, but I can't think of it. Uh, No, I, um, where does jeffrey donner coming no i don't think i have any uh That's okay
0: part three <laughs> so yeah so it goes
1: in the future i uh this is riveting i feel like i'm just sitting here staring at you as I'm, you talk it's so interesting is, isn't is, it is there there's a there's a movie right or, or a tv there, show there has to be here's something the funny, on now this. can
0: you just imagine of course there is and yeah. can you imagine i want you to picture the cover art of the donner party movie
1: I mean, I assume it's a yeah, it's a bunch it's of wagons. It's sort of a bunch of it's, wagons,
0: it's, or it's like I th- the one I saw was like white and then just like a figure dragging somebody by their leg like through the snow. Because it's either gonna look kind of like um Fargo. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? It has a real Fargo backdrop. Um and that's that's fair. Because it does feel at times like this is a horror movie. That, this, that the Donner Party is a horror movie of murder and can, cannibalism. And it kind of is. But I'm telling you that the story is about human survival yeah. and hope and the tenacity of the human spirit.
1: It's like Lord of the Rings if it was a horror movie. Yeah. It's just, you relate, and then and also all Also, if I'm not mistaken,
0: didn't the orcs eat each other? Yeah,
1: they totally did, yeah. So um, there's a lot because of lines they were, to be drawn. they were going on a trek through Middle Earth, and yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah.
0: Fucking plagiarist. They probably just
1: ate all the animals first, though. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, like, orcs probably taste way worse than- i'm sure there's
1: an orc named wolf finger or whatever that's not, that totally sounds like it's lord of the rings it does
0: it does all right we'll oh, dig deep on this um i'm gonna give you like a palate cleanser like a shot of whiskey okay and then <laughs> and maybe and some food so that we don't start to I look hope, appetizing to each other
1: i'll admit i wanted to either bring barbecue or jerky <laughs> two things. But, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, next
0: okay. time yeah Indeed. Next time. I mean, all this talk of cannibalism, Dawn Where's the beef. Well, come back for The Donner Party Part 2. Will our guy Stanton survive to be rewarded for his bravery? Will the Reeds ever reunite with their exiled father? Who is the first to eat and be eaten? Mm, This and more (laughs) is revealed when we come back. In the meantime, our theme song was composed and performed by Kat Perkins. And a reminder that you can find all my sources, links to the books, documentaries, and articles I reference in the summary of this episode or by emailing us, hilfpodcast at gmail.com or messaging us on social media at hilfpodcast. This has been Hilf, History I'd Like to Fuck with Don Brody. I'm Don Brody, reminding you that history is a party and everybody's coming. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs>